I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. In the studio today, driving up from Rehoboth this morning, Wesley Paulson, the Executive Director of Clear Space Theater Company. Welcome, Wesley. Welcome. It's good to be here. So good to have you here. Uh, we, we've chatted many times, and I've been down to Rehoboth, but I believe this is your first time in the studio, right? Yes, so it is. it's great to have you here. To talk about Clear Space uh, Theater Company, which now is 11 years old? We're starting our 11th season. Starting your 11th season. Uh, Certainly a, a, a vital, vibrant part of the Rehoboth art scene. Could you um, give our listeners a little bit of background about Clear Space, its origins and, and its evolution to where it is today? Sure. Clear Space was founded in 2004 by Doug Getter and Ken Kachess and originally operated out of several of the public schools through about 2010 when the theater found its permanent home in the former Epworth Church building on Baltimore Avenue, a block from the boardwalk, which had been converted to Celebration Theater and is now Clear Space Theater. And in in its mission, Clear Space is both a performing and a teaching institution, correct? Yes. A very important part of what we do is education. We have Arts Institute classes that run in the fall and the spring for all ages. And in the summer, we run a musical theater institute at summer camp for children, grade-based from first grade up through high school. So the do you have adult classes as well, or is it, it, is it primarily focused on school-age youth? And we'd have a, a really strong adult program. It's two parts. One is our Broadway Legends class, which meets in the spring and the fall for 10 weeks. They work on... I guess I would call it a junior production of a musical, doing the songs and then enough of the script to tie the piece together, a little bit of choreography that doesn't involve too much motion. And then the other adult program we have is a Sunday night workshop program. It's a drop-in sessions, various focus. Uh, Last week they did improv, for example, on Sunday nights. It's at 6.30, about an hour and a half. Uh, The next two weeks is going to be Alexander Technique. And looking forward to spring, we'll also have choreography and Shakespearean. How to audition has been a popular one. What do you do for an audition? Mm -hmm. How to prepare 16 bars of music. So that's the kind of thing we do for adults in the evenings. So it's really a range of classes encompassing all of the different artistic aspects of musical theater. Music, acting, the whole gamut. Yes. So we've even thrown in a couple of classes, sessions on Shakespearean acting, stage fighting, Mm-hmm. Uh, how to? We were getting ready to do Camelot, and we needed to prep our own actors for a couple of scenes. So we offered a class on stage fighting. So we mm-hmm. learned how to do stunts on stage. T- tell our listeners a little bit about the range of of performances, productions that Clear Space has mounted. We've had this year has probably been our most diverse year. We did a mm-hmm. classic play, The Odd Couple, written for the female version. Mm-hmm. People may not know that Neil Simon wrote the odd Cu- rewrote the Odd Couple for women, not just changing the gender in the original play, but rewrote the play a little bit to fit that. We did a classic musical Camelot, then we went all the way to the other extreme with Avenue Q, which is South Park meets the Muppets. Uh, Then in the summer, we had, again, a a real broad range of, on one one end, we had Oliver, Mm -hmm. classic musical. We did a contemporary musical, The Full Monty. And then we took a, did a play for older adults called Sorted Lives. So you had... 
you had this whole diverse range of things. Our motto is artistic productions of integrity and risk. And I think the season of 2014 certainly encompassed that. We also offered Steel Magnolia, not Steel Magnolia. Steel Magnolias will be in January. Mm-hmm. We uh, offered on Golden Pond, which is the original play based that for which the famous film was based. Mm-hmm. And our Christmas show, which uh, opens the day after Thanksgiving, is She Loves Me, which is not well-known but very well-loved by people who know the, are familiar with the show. Well, when we were talking off-air, it is the uh, – I have read in theater books that it is one of the t- top ten musical theater pieces in terms of being constructed as a musical theater piece. I've performed in it. It's a beautiful show. Brilliantly written, and it's based on the original. Uh, it was a uh, the movie She's Got Mail right. is is another adaptation of the original stage play, which I believe was set in a Budapest perfumery, which the musical is as yes. well. Yes, right. and it even goes back further to a Jimmy Stewart movie Little Shop Around the Corner. Right, That's and right. then a musical with Judy Garland, and the name of the show. I've just gone blank. It's a, a musical film, and it was the first appearance of Liza Minnelli, who played Judy's daughter in the show, oh, in right, the film. Right. And sorry, yeah. we'll yeah, maybe... I'm drawing a blank on it too. But but it's based on a story that has quite a history yes. of, of other artistic productions that emanated from it. It's it's a charming story, and it's it's a it's a wonderful musical. Yeah, great I, characters, great music. I was reading the liner notes for the CD, and it talked about that the show came out in the early 1960s. And kind of got lost in the bigger productions of Hello Dolly and large mm-hmm. musicals. Mm-hmm. And this is a much smaller setting that doesn't have, you know, the big second act dance number. Right. That it's a very intimate love and, show. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And very clever wording, uh, music, uh, talking with the staff. It's got a little bit of Hammerstein writing mm-hmm. in it and a little mm-hmm. bit of Sondheim in the way the music is constructed. Mm-hmm. Although it's written by the folks who did Fiddler on the Roof. Right. The same creative team. And I don't know that you'd know that in listening to the right. to the original cast album. That, right. It's definitely a different style yes. than Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much lighter and uh, almost operetta at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, very much so. Very clever. Yeah, great songs. So tell us a little bit about your season as it has unfolded so far and, and what you're looking forward to for the remainder of the season. It was a, it's been a great season in 2014. As I mentioned, we've covered just about every extreme I think there is in theater from the odd couple, uh, Avenue Q, Full Monty, you know, the classics, Camelot and Oliver. On Golden Pond was interesting when I made uh, my curtain speech on opening night. I said, wow, after such a kind of a raucous year, here's a very nice quiet play with a cast of only six in mm-hmm. which there's no dancing, no singing. Having been through Full Monty, nobody gets close to taking their clothes off. Uh, look, thinking about sordid lives, nobody uses language that you wouldn't use at the dinner table. Just a very different setting for a very, uh, I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of, just a diverse season of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we covered the gamut of theater, uh, I think, this year. It's been exciting. The audience has responded well, and they've enjoyed it. And uh, we're looking forward to 2015. Great. Now, this is your end of your second year, third year? Ending my second year. Ending your second year. What have you seen in the trends of attendance, community, uh, participation? I've watched since arriving in January of 2013, watch our audience grow. Uh, We've set, we did 
in the summer of 2013, we did La Caja Faux. Mm-hmm. Christopher Peterson returned to Rehoboth, and he played the role of Zaza, which gave us this huge lift, and it set our all-time high average attendance record of 163 people. Mm-hmm. And that was sustained over 20 shows, 21 mm-hmm. shows. So mm-hmm. you get the idea of the excitement around that. And I think that show gave us the real lift, and we carried that momentum on into 2014 when we almost broke that record with Avenue Q, which was 161 average attendance. Mm. And even the female odd couple was in the 150s, which for us is very good off season. Yeah. You know, we do quite well in the summer because we're in Rehoboth, mm-hmm. the, less than a block from the boardwalk. So, but in the off season to have those kind of numbers has just been exciting. And our, Audiences really followed along with some of the stuff we're doing. Quite pleased with that. You raised two issues in that that I want to touch on. The first one is your se- the second issue you raised, and that is the seasonal nature of Rehoboth and how does that impact um, any decisions about programming? D- do you take that into account? What shows are we going to offer at what times of year based on who the potential audience is? Summer plays an important role in planning the season. As an example, when we did 2014, originally we were going to put Avenue Q in for the whole summer, 21 performances. And we thought about that and said, wow, that's puppets. It's a bit of an unusual story. Some people might not like or it, it, the language is a little, you know, not rough, but, you know, they drop some words in there. Raw. Yeah, it's, it can be pretty <laughs> raw. But then under that is, is a, as a sidebar is a wonderful thing that deals with racism mm-hmm. and homophobia and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But we did think about that. Would that carry the whole summer? Mm-hmm. And so we made the switch and we put it in, in the uh, May slot and went ahead with Full Monty and Sorted Lives. And what we, we do with summer is kind of look at what, what can we do to attract as diverse an audience as possible. We have a repertory system that we use. So we have three shows that run two nights a week for about 12 weeks. So if you're in town for a week, you can see either, as this summer's an example, a classic musical, Oliver, Full Monty, which is contemporary, or Sorted Lives, which plays to a more diverse adult audience. So our goal is to try and target across that spectrum Mm -hmm. everybody who comes to Rehoboth. And looking in 2015 – with that same repertory in mind, we're doing Grease, Susical, and then Rent is our contemporary show. So again, you can see that pattern if we think about, well, we're here, it's in the summer, people may want something a little lighter, and we try to get across the spectrum. So if you love theater, you can see three different shows if you're in town for a week, or you're going to gravitate maybe to Grease or uh, Rent mm-hmm. you know, or Susical. It, mm-hmm. it all depends. Okay. So we do, we do look at summer. Uh, before we go on, let me remind our listeners you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Wesley Paulson, the executive director of Clear Space Theater Company out of Rehoboth Beach. Uh, Wesley, the other point I wanted to touch on is uh, oh, before I do that, let me, and before I forget, let me give you an opportunity to tell our listeners how they can find out more information about Clear Space Theater Company. Sure. You, uh, the listeners can find us on the web at clearspacetheater.org, and we spell theater with the R-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org. We're on Facebook, Clear Space Theater, and you can call our box office anytime, 302-227-2270. 
Great. Now, you're talking about the um, uh, programming theater for a beach community that is clearly seasonal in many respects. Uh, the other point I wanted to touch on that you uh, spoke to earlier is uh, your actors. Where do you get your actors from? We have it. Our actors come from uh it's not a resident company structure like I was familiar with in Arena Stage in Washington, but yet it kind of functions that way. We have a group of people who have acted with the company over a period of years. We still hold open auditions. We'll hold open auditions in January for our 2015 season. And we also occasionally will go to the effort of recruiting somebody. We sought out Christopher Peterson, for Mm -hmm. example. When we were having a little bit of difficulty, to be honest, casting Zaza, somebody thought about, well, Christopher hasn't been in town. Maybe we should talk to Christopher. So it's it's a it's a mix of things. We were very fortunate for the first time in 2014 in the summer we had college students come in town. I always thought, wow, why would if you're a theater major, why wouldn't you want to do some theater at the beach in the summer? And we this year we had a student from DeSales University in Pennsylvania, a couple husband and wife team who've since graduated from college but found us from New Jersey and came down, spent the summer and acted with us, and we had another college student from Towson University who found her way to us. So there's that resident base plus people who then come and join us, depending on the production. Mm-hmm. How about your backstage? How, how where do you, are they locals that are you know volunteering to work backstage? Our our yes, our backstage okay. crew is all local. Mm-hmm. Uh, some professional working uh, for Mid South Audio, for example. Others who've just been with the company for a number of years. Sometimes we've used actors who aren't in a current show will do the backstage work for us because they like to keep their hand in the theater. Mm -hmm. And they know us, and it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you speak to uh, some of the the classes that uh, you offer for younger people? You you mentioned some of the adult options. Because I know there's that whole Arts Institute program that you have going. Our Arts Institute for Children and Youth consists of a Broadway-bound program that runs in the evening, weekdays, and students work for 10 weeks on acting, choreography, and music. They present a recital at the end. Our other program is we've changed the name from Children's Theater because, in fact, it's not children so much as it is teens, to our Spotlight on Young Performers. That's auditioned, and that's held on Saturdays. They work to develop a complete junior production of a show. For the fall, they worked on Thoroughly Modern Millie, Costumes, choreography, minimal sets. It's a shorter production, but they, they work it and they they put in – they learn what it takes to put on a show mm-hmm. from start to finish. And those are our two standard programs for children and youth. In the summer, we offer a by age group five, five-week program for children and youth. Last summer, we had uh, – forgotten the name of the show, but we'll group them by first to third graders, four through six, then middle school and high school. They did Greece. There's an acting class that fits in there one week for students who don't really want to do the dance and singing, and that's all ages. They did a staging of James and Giant Peach, and then we offer an audition class for the last week, so you have to audition in, and they did Mamma Mia, a, a junior version of Mamma Mia, which is really fun to see students who I've seen pictures of as third and fourth graders are now in high school doing these shows and doing quite well. So that's those are our two programs. We also are involved as a partner 
under contract with H.O. Brittingham and Milton. And that's a program called – it's a 21st Century Learning Grant in which they use the arts to help the students improve their reading scores. And that's very exciting. That's a that's students from the school. It's an after-school program, and they are selected based on their reading scores, and they have done programs like 101 Dalmatians. For Jungle Book, for example, they not only learned the songs and the dance, but they had a, a reading component. They also had a learning component where they had to research the animals mm. in the show and write a paper mm-hmm. about it. So you get this kind of 360 about Jungle Book. So right. those are our kids, our children's programs. Oh, that's great. Now, and I, I think that's a that's a very interesting example of a connection between an arts organization and a school and accessing resources available for that kind of program, the 21st Century Grant you mentioned, which actually I believe comes out of the U.S. Department of Education and is funneled through the State Department Mm -hmm. of Education. So a a great opportunity to use the arts to reinforce the skills that are uh, under so much scrutiny under the core curriculum and and the the state state assessment. Uh, Could you speak to uh, Clear Space's... um, what I'll call outreach. Do you perform specifically at your Rehoboth venue or do you occasionally have actors going out to other locations? Our outreach program consists of a few performances by the Legends class. I know there's a a community in Lewis called Cadbury and the Legends class is going to take Hello Dolly there. We also each year go down to the Freeman stage at Bayside and we'll perform a full production mm-hmm. and this year we took Oliver last year was the sound of music and I look forward to figuring out which of the three from next summer we're <laughs> going to do because I would like to take all three of them down but that's always a little discussion with with Patty and uh, the group at Freeman stage we also is I, I, I don't know if it's outreach as much as in reach but we've developed a series of free things that we offer to the public mm-hmm. at the theater mm-hmm. We do what we call an audience appreciation days where the Legends class makes does two free performances. Uh, they did Hello, Dolly. Uh, in the past, they've done Annie, Get Your Gun. They've done two performances, which fill the house. We've had over 300 people watch that. The adult acting workshop does a final presentation, a bit casual, but the students will go through and, and do parts of their monologues or show what it is about what they learned about auditions. And the other is the Broadway-bound students will do their short recital of the things they've learned. Then in the summer, tied in with summer camp, we offer what we've kind of branded now as Free Fridays. So on Friday, the students in the summer camp spend the week, actually start on Monday, and Friday they put on a full production. And they we offer that to our audiences as two free performances. So those are some outreach, in-reach things that we do. And we're always on the lookout for opportunities to – be of service in the community and present other things. We've helped in the past with the Christmas tree lighting ceremony. Some of our actors are going to be the talent at the BB ball. Uh, so there are things like that that we also. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I, I just want to bring this up. We don't have a whole lot of time left, but clear space, like any arts organization goes through growing pains and you came into clear space almost two years ago. Uh, at a time when ClearSpace was having its its challenges. Could you speak to how you have been able to, and you have, I mean, you've dem- uh, we see it in the records reports you provide to the Division of the Arts. Could you speak to the, the turnaround and, and the, the growth and learning that, that ClearSpace has seen in the last two years? I 
when I arrived, one of the things that attracted me in the interview process was the solid core that was there of the programs, both the production and the education, and the real commitment on the board. So I walked in with a pretty solid foundation on which to work with, and what had been built on that foundation had been a little shaky and needed renovation. And and we focused in on process and being more intentional about what do we do and why do we do it and how how a budget works and what the role of financial implications of doing things. If we're going to do a play like Avenue Q that involves royalties and puppet rentals and a big cast, then what do we do to offset that in the season to give it some balance? So you have a play like on Golden Pond, it's only five people and the royalties are a bit less and mm-hmm. still draws a big audience. And so you kind of look at that big balance and, and how can we structure ourselves better and use what we have and build on it to be successful. And I think the company has been wonderful and it's, it's, it's been a blessing to work with them and, and watch it all happen. So it is possible to remain mission driven, but still uh, fiscally, managerially responsible. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. Well, we have about 45 seconds left. Uh, once again, could you remind our listeners how they can get more information about ClearSpace and what the upcoming opportunities are? Our website is www.clearspacetheater.org. You can call us at 302-227-2270 or find us on Facebook at ClearSpace Theater. Our 2015 season launches in January with Steel Magnolias. Continues with Company in March, and in May we're doing Little Women. There's a musical production of that done on Broadway in 2005, so we're looking forward to that. And, of course, we're wrapping up She Loves Me through December 14th on Sunday, so that'll be a great. Great. Wesley, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio today and to hear about Clear Space Theater Company. Thanks so much. Thank you.